Corpus Christi, the body of Christ, the solemnity we celebrate today, is all about us taking Jesus at his word. That although it looks like bread, although it tastes like wine, he said, this is my body, this is my blood. And Jesus, who cannot deceive nor be deceived, we take him at his word. We take him seriously. And so today I wish to speak about Corpus Christi, the body, blood of Jesus Christ, the Eucharist, in relation to what I would say informed consent. Informed consent. Most of us are familiar with the idea, especially when it comes to medicine, right? A medical procedure. Informed consent is about getting all the information you can, hearing about all the risks involved, so that I can make the best decision. So today, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I know I tend to do that a lot. Today, though, I just want to give you all the necessary information so that you can have the ability to make informed consent so you can make the best decision. What I'm going to share is that when I finally learned about this, I'll be honest, I was a little upset because no one ever told me it has to do with how we receive Holy Communion. No one ever told me the history of Holy Communion in the hand. For years and years, no one told me that I actually could kneel, that I actually could receive Jesus directly on my tongue. I remember at my first Holy Communion, they said, this is the way you do it. You put out your hands, and that's what you got to do. This is what everyone does. And as it would be negligent of a doctor to not give you all the information involved with the medical procedure and the options so that you could make your best decision. I believe our bishops and priests over the years were negligent by not telling us all of it, telling us the truth. I believe you deserve to know the truth. I always want to treat all of us, all of you, like adults. There's that movie, A Few Good Men, You can't handle the truth. Well, yes, I believe, actually, you can handle the truth. So how did it all begin? For centuries, people had received Holy Communion, kneeling and on the tongue. The Second Vatican Council, the documents, mentioned nothing about changing that practice. The Second Vatican Council mentions nothing about taking altar rails away from churches. There used to be a beautiful one here. Some of our older parishioners may remember. There used to be a communion rail right here in our church. So how did we get to where we were today? Well, in the 60s, in Belgium, Holland, France, and Germany and areas, they started to, in a sense, experiment and give communion to people in their hands. And this was without any authority, any approval by the Vatican. And so we can say it started as an abuse, meaning it didn't have the approval to do so. And the Holy Father a number of times said, hey guys, stop doing that. You're not supposed to do it. But especially in that time, there's a lot of disobedience. And so they just kept doing what they were doing. And they, 
they rationalized or said, well, this is the way the early church used to receive Holy Communion. So we wanted to do it that way. And there's some truth to that. But in 1968, St. Pope Paul VI, seeing that this was happening and wanted to figure out what to do, he surveyed all the bishops of the world, all the bishops. He surveyed them and he asked them a couple questions. One was, do you think we should change the way of receiving communion? To go from on the tongue to in the hand. And the other question was, do you think the faithful would approve of this? Do you think they would be up for this change? And overwhelmingly, the bishops wrote back and said no. And so our Holy Father, Pope Paul VI, wrote a document called Memoriale Domini, the Memorial of the Lord. And I'll email it out later today, but you can just Google it if you want as well. And in this document, Pope Paul VI, he talks about the history of receiving Holy Communion and how it has changed. He acknowledged that it was certainly true in the early days, people were allowed and did take the Holy Eucharist on their hands and place it in the mouths themselves. But he said, over time as a church, as we reflected on, as we prayed, guided by the Holy Spirit, discerned more and more that the best way to receive Holy Communion was kneeling and directly on the tongue. He says that changing the way the people receive Holy Communion doesn't change just a practice, but actually changes what people believe. And therefore, it shouldn't be taken lightly. And so Paul VI said, in the end, because of what the vast majority of bishops said and the gravity of the matter, the Holy Father decided not to change the existing way of receiving Holy Communion to the faithful. But then comes the but, right? The big but. And he said, though, where contrary usage was happening, where they were already giving it to people in the hands, he said, well, national conferences of bishops, they can get together, and by a two-thirds majority, if they get two-thirds of the bishops to say so, they can then petition the Holy Father, Rome, for a dispensation. They can get an exception if they wanted for people to receive in the hand. And so recognize there are a number of conditions that were necessary. One, it had to be happening already. And then you had to get two-thirds of the bishops in that nation to agree that they wanted to seek that dispensation. In the United States, we were actually one of the later countries to get this dispensation. We didn't get it until 1977, so about eight years after the Pope's document. And a number of times, bishops, especially um, Cardinal Bernadine, tried to get this passed. And it was in 1977 that they finally succeeded. And this is how it happened. Uh, they brought it up again, and one of the bishops said, Again, Your Eminence, it needs to be happening here already. And Cardinal Bernadine, though, just kind of overruled that motion and was able to get on with a vote to see if the bishops, if they could get to two-thirds. Interesting enough, they did not get the two-thirds vote at that time. But what did Cardinal Bernadine do? He went to the other bishops that weren't at the conference 
asks them, and then he comes back and said, oh, I got two-thirds, two-thirds. They put together their petition, sent it to the Holy Father, and the rest, as we know, is history. But it's important to remember that it is just a dispensation. It is, the technical term is an indult. Therefore, any bishop in his own diocese, a priest can't do it, but a bishop could say, in my diocese, we're not going to accept that, that dispensation. Everyone has to receive on the tongue. And in fact, there's two bishops that I know of throughout the world that actually have done this. Um, again, it was supposed to be a dispensation, an exception, but as a lot of things, you know, the exception becomes the norm. Our culture... Our world treats irreverence as a virtue. It treats profanation and casualness as being cool or hip. So it's powerful to truly express reverence in a very visible and dramatic way. Scripture says that man looks at the appearance, but God knows the heart. So how a person receives, whether in the hand or on the tongue, doesn't necessarily mean they are interiorly more reverent. But there is a powerful witness to how we act. Sometimes the way we act is much more important than what we say. Considering a man who proposes to a woman, he gets down on his knee and asks his beloved to marry him. Likewise, there's something truly powerful about someone getting on their knees and receiving the Lord on their tongue. Again, especially for a man. For a man to do this. It's an outward sign. A sign that he is humbly and reverently placing himself below God. He's humbly receiving the Lord, acknowledging that he must be obedient to the Lord. And that any sort of authority or leadership that he may have, whether that's over his wife or his family, he's acknowledging that it comes from God, ultimately. And I am going to be obedient to my God and Father. My friends, this is Jesus, the living Christ. Jesus, who is in heaven right now, he becomes present to us under the appearance of bread. And so although we literally eat the host, we consume the host, because it's Jesus living, the meaning of our eating is much closer to the meaning of communion found in the marital act between husband and wife. Holy communion unites us with Jesus in a very powerful way. It's the most personal, intimate communion we can have with Jesus this side of heaven. What a blessing we are allowed. What a blessing to receive Holy Communion. So if you'd like to try receiving on the tongue, it's easy, just open your mouth, wide and just stick your tongue a little bit out over your teeth, okay? You don't have to, some people think those, the, the further I stick my tongue out the, the holier I am maybe. No. Just right over tongue, nice and easy. Remember, Holy Communion in the hand it started as an abuse and they didn't stop doing it when they were told. So Pope Paul VI asked bishops about it. They said overwhelmingly to keep it the way it was. So Paul VI didn't change the ordinary way of receiving communion, but he offered the possibility of a dispensation. And most every country has got the dispensation, including the U.S. and the U.S. in a remarkably shady way. So, this is about informed consent today. 
As Paul Harvey would say, now you know the rest of the story. You have all the information. You can share this at your ecclesial cocktail parties. Um, Now you know the information. Do with it as you wish.